crazy dream About some folks who love this country Who all began to dream the same dream And when the morning came There arose across this nation People thinking one and the same And they awoke to find their freedoms And all their liberties Had gradually been taken away And when they realized the danger To their posterity I heard those patriotic people say We want this country back When the stars and stripes forever symbolize her glorious name, America. But now it's all been changed, and when we gaze upon her glory, it's hard to fight back feelings of shame. We're fed up with lying politicians and greedy corporations who have sold us out time and again. And we're sick and tired of sending our soldiers off to wars that we were never meant to win. We want this country back. Welcome back, folks. I am your host, Maggie Rose, and you're listening to the Conquer Lantern live um, around the world here at www.republicbroadcastingnetwork. Uh, today is the 12th of February, 2024, and we're going to have quite a bit of information coming at you today in the first hour. It's going to be me, myself, and I, and then in the second hour, uh, we're going to be bringing up Pastor John Padella. Now, I met Pastor John Padella through a gentleman many of you know. Uh, his name is Jonathan Alexander um, Townsend is the name that he goes by, and he has been down on the border consistently on the southern border for months and months now, and he actually had Pastor John Padella down there with him at one point a while ago uh, assessing the situation and basically um, getting information, sending it back to his people in Idaho because Idaho, along with many of the other states, has seen there's been such an influx of illegal aliens being planted in the United States. And so that's pretty much what the topic of today's show is going to be about. What I'm going to be doing in the part of the first hour is I heard this wonderful uh, kind of like a podcast on YouTube with Candace Owens. And she uh, basically was presenting that the interview that I saw the other night with uh, Tucker Carlson uh, with uh, – Mr. Putin, um, I have to tell you, folks, it, it was a, over an hour and a half interview, and it was an excellent interview. In fact, it's been very difficult for many of us to know what to think, to know what to feel about what's going on in the world. 
and it's causing a lot of anxiety. If any of you think you're the only ones that are feeling anxious, um, I can tell you my husband has been, uh, my sons, especially a couple of them. Um, I have relatives and friends all around the world that have been emailing me and texting me and saying, Maggie Rose, um, am I even going to see, you know, my 30th birthday or my 50th birthday or my 70th birthday? Um, Things are so insane right now. And what we need to do is take a step back and we need to hear what they're not saying. Very important. And we'll get to that in just a moment. I first want to let people know that there is a wonderful country singer, for those of you that have not heard, uh, a country singer and songwriter, um, died at age 62. Now, this is a guy that I suspect, um, because of the media pressure and pressure from Hollywood, may or may not have taken the V. We all know what the V is, or we can say it's the J. Um, You've all heard me say it so many times um, that I know I'm singing to the choir that my father-in-law and my mother both took the Moderna when they were perfectly, you know, fine without taking it because the COVID, this bioweapon that was created, we now know was created um, by Those of us here in the United States that live here, we know that Americans were helping create it in conjunction with, in cooperation with uh, Mr. Fauci and with the Chinese government. The globalists are the ones that have been planning this, folks, not just for a few years, for decades. This has all been part of their global plan. They just wanted to figure out when to release this bioweapon how to bioweaponize it the best to their ability and then release it at the best, most opportune time to kill three and four birds with one stone. We now know that Fort Detrick had something to do with it. We know it wasn't just the Wuhan. We know it was NIH here in the United States. We know it was uh, Bill Gates and his wife Melinda working with Obama when Obama was president. We know that Obama was working with Fauci on this. We know that Dr. Charles Lieber, who was the biology chemistry professor and chair at Harvard University here in the U.S. We know that Danielle, uh, Dr. Danielle Anderson, female um, out of Duke University, who is now the science czar or the fact checker for Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, now called Meta that Dr. Daniel Anderson was involved in this. We know that Dr. Ralph Barack was the one that was originally working with Obama, Barack Obama, Fauci, and Bill and Melinda Gates. And Dr. Ralph Barack is out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. We are now understanding that there are so many players in this. This was a plan, and it's been a plan coming to fruitation over the last 10 years. If you go back and you look at history, and this is really important, folks, you look at the history of what happened during the Spanish influenza. And are you surprised when we're now finding out that the Spanish influenza was deliberately created and released? 
Are you surprised when Dr. Judy Mikovits, who used to work for Fauci, when it came to cancer research and HIV or AIDS research, that she had discovered that Fauci and his people were going up to Alaska where the bodies, the remains, had been buried for over 100 years because of the frozen ground up there, because it gets so cold up there. And they were able to remove the DNA from some of these people that had been buried who had died during the Spanish influenza and use that DNA in their experimentation and their bioweapon labs. Are we surprised? Are we surprised that the globalists, including the Rothschilds, had decided that they wanted to try to centralize everything so they could control the American people and even the world, which was their end game. That is their ultimate goal. But they couldn't get everything financially under their control because the bankers here in the United States would not hear anything of it. So they found a way to get them all on Europe, to go to Europe with their families on a trip, make it look like it was very hunky-dory, you know, very benign, everybody taking a trip, and then we're going to let you all come back on the Titanic. Only, folks, the Titanic was not the only Titanic. There were actually two of them. And the one that the bankers and their families were on was the one that they planned to sink. Knowing that the women and children might be released into the lifeboats, that there would not be enough lifeboats for every passenger on the Titanic. That the people that were the lowest pain, that were down in the halls of the ship, the very poor, the, the immigrants, those, they're just minutiae. They're expendable. Just an ends to a means. The ones that were the higher paying or had the high price tickets or were gifted the trip back to the U.S. on the Titanic, they were the well-to-do, and those included those bankers that the globalists wanted to get rid of. So, yes, folks, there were two Titanics, and one of them was the one that they planned to have sink. Not everybody that was part of the shipping company, probably definitely not the captain himself, Very few people were in on this plan. But once they got rid of the leading bankers here in the U.S., then they were able to implement Plan 2 and have the globalists come from all over Europe, representatives from many of the uh, monarchies and the highest, wealthiest, elitist people from around the world, and come to the United States and get on boats to travel across from the shores of Georgia not that far from Atlanta, but the shores of Georgia and go over to a place called Jekyll Island. And they were to be cloistered there until they came to an agreement on how they were going to take over the United States financially. Now, remember, when the British came at us, they wanted to keep increasing taxes. They taxed Stamps, they taxed any correspondence that was to be sent back to the old world. They were taxing everything and anything they could, including our tea. Because, of course, in those days, everybody who had immigrated or migrated from the old world to the new world, 
They were tea drinkers. They were not coffee drinkers. And we all know what happened with the Boston Tea Party. No matter how much the liberal wokeism progressives try to rewrite history, hopefully there's enough people out there that can say, look, this is what really happened and why. When they couldn't get us, the Revolutionary War, they came at us again in 1812 and burned down our White House and many of our records that were stored, many of our churches, they didn't get us then. So then the Civil War broke out. And England's monarchy decided to help fund the Civil War here in the U.S. How many of you knew that? How many of you are aware of the fact that England actually gave money to the Confederacy? Because they had an interest in what was going on. And they were gambling that the South was going to win. And the Civil War was not about so much as slavery. It was about industrialization. It was about the North wanting to control the South and tell the South how to live their lives. JC? JC? Okay, well, I'm doing it on my phone right now. Um, Something just crashed my computer, folks. So we're going to try to see if we can get my computer up and running. And then Julie at the top of the hour, she can go ahead and uh, try to re-ring us again here so my computer will be up and running functioning. So right now we are on my cell phone. So what I'm trying to share with you all right now is the fact that right along the globalists have been planning and deciding how they were going to take down America. And unfortunately, while I'm on the phone with you all here, uh, trying to do the show on the phone, I cannot play the interview with Candace Owens. So that's going to have to, that's going to have to go for another time. But if you follow the history folks and you understand what is going on and how the globalists have been planning all along, uh, when the civil war hit and the English monarchy uh, was helping uh, fund the Confederacy. And, of course, then we all know what happened, what the final outcome was with the South and with the North. Uh, we're very much aware of the fact is that England ended up with egg on her face. And so ever since then, England and the globalists have been determined we are going to control America. We are going to take America to her knees. So what happened in 1871, they found a way, the globalists, to make what we would call a new constitution. What they actually did is they took the United States of America and put the United States of America under corporate control, a corporation, made the U.S. a corporation. And we have the District of Columbia, where Washington, D.C. is, that is not a real state. Nancy Pelosi and others have been talking for some time of trying to make that actually the 51st state. 
there, there's been a lot of things in the works dealing with that right from the very beginning, but they have not been successful. Then we have our people in California that have decided that what they're going to do is they're going to call themselves the 51st state and they're going to be the new California. Unfortunately, the founder of it has been using it, what we would call a grifter, using it to pocket his own pocketbooks, feather his nest. His name is uh, Robert Preston. And what he did is he went and got this paperwork filled out to make it look like he had founded New California as an educational forum. So therefore, he doesn't have to answer to the authorities or to the federal authorities. And he was trying to redo it in Idaho and um, Utah and elsewhere. And I don't know what the final disposition of it was, but he has taken a lot of money from American people in California and other states. And there's been no, never any real progress. Lots of conferences. You have to pay big bucks to go to these conferences. Uh, he's able to bring in guest speakers like uh, Dinesh D'Souza and Candace Owens and Mike Huckleberry, and then have to pay them the big bucks to come and do the speaker fees. But you never really see any real progress with the 51st state for the new California because there's been a lot of game playing going on. And what he's doing is primarily reaching out to what we call the evangelical Christians, okay? The extremely conservative Christians uh, using what we would call fear-mongering. A lot of that's been going on. And he was one of those that just a few years ago was telling all of his people to go down to the ocean side outside Monterey and Santa Barbara that the Chinese were getting ready to invade and that they were sure they saw ships off the shore of California and that California was about to be invaded by the Red Chinese. You know, things like this. We know, folks, there's a lot of fear-mongering going on. We know that, that what we've been seeing and hearing going on has been something that has been anything but positive. It's been primarily nefarious. We're aware of that. But see, what was happening with the pandemic is the fact that they wanted to lock us down so we, that we the people that did not live in states where it was only allowed to be mail-in balloting, but to try to create the mail-in balloting only for all the other states. Because mail-in balloting is where it's the easiest to cheat. And, of course, the Democrats have been fighting it against the real ID and where you have to be able to prove that you have the right to vote. Now we have Democrats bringing people in over the border, allowing illegal border crossing. And many of these people, many of them from China, many of them that, you know, they had a credit score given to them while they were living in China. Many of them have found a way to fly out of China, to be allowed to leave China and come through South America, up and through Mexico and cross over our border. And these are men of, of fighting age. These are military or former police officers from China. They're not coming with wives and children. They're not necessarily trying to escape persecution. There might be a few isolated examples here and that, but mostly it has been men, young men of fighting age. And they're being seated around the United States of America. They're being planted around the United States of America. And one of the things that Tucker Carlson was talking to Putin about the other day is... What is really going on? What is the situation with Ukraine? And Putin explained the history going back to 1800 and up through 1694. 
and up through 1760 and up through the Russian, um, you know, the, the revolution that they had. And when the czar was removed, him and his family were assassinated. He's explained the whole history and relationship of Russia and the Ukraine. Putin made it very clear. I do not want to take over the United States of America. I do not want to take over the world. He knows how illegitimate NATO is. He knows how corrupt NATO is. He knows that the European Union has become very, very corrupted. And he doesn't want NATO on his border. Can we really blame him? There were certain things he promised Ukraine, but Ukraine did not follow through with their end of the agreement. And he discovered in the Ukraine that there were bioweapon labs that had been created with the help of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Nancy Pelosi's son and John Kerry. He discovered that the children and grandchildren of the original Nazis are in the Ukraine and they were building up huge forces. And this is not something he wanted anywhere in or around the areas or the regions where his Russian people were. And he made it very clear. He says, you need to understand the history. What your government, the United States of America, is telling its people are lies. And here's where I can prove it. So originally, Tucker Carlson was very concerned because of the fact that he did not understand where Putin was going with this interview. He thought that what Putin was doing was just trying to deflect, avoid some of the questions But once Putin gave him a better part of the interview of the history, so Tucker Carlson and the American people could say, now that makes sense. Finally, it makes sense. Many of us were very confused. And we realized the government kept saying, Russia, Russia, collusion, collusion. You know, Putin wants to nuke us all right out of existence. And this is all Putin's fault. But when you get down and you discover how it was that our American government, our CIA, has been creating wars all around the world for decades to make additional money for themselves. That the CIA is the one that actually has many of our troops guarding the poppy fields. And that opium is a big business for the American government and our CIA. Well, that all of a sudden, a light bulb went out, and I, you know, went on in my head, and I remembered when I volunteered to go in the military in 1974, And I was stationed overseas, and I was being stationed with people that had been many tours in Vietnam, people that had tours in Thailand and other places in Southeast Asia. And they were telling me that the CIA was actually drug running, making money, bringing drugs into the United States to help dumb down our young people. And it was also serving another purpose. It was giving police officers additional work and monies. And then there was money that would be made in the justice system. It would keep lawyers employed, keep judges employed. And those people that were fined or their family properties were taken away from them. Then the sheriff 
and or the judge or law enforcement, they all get to share in the booty when those boats or those cars or those homes are sold because maybe someone was making drugs or manufacturing drugs or using drugs in their home. They could be accused of selling drugs and maybe all they were doing was using it and partaking. But many times those homes would be confiscated. And when they're sold on auction, the people of that county, the judges, the law enforcement, the district attorney, they all make money from it. Folks, if you want to see what's really going on, follow the money. The globalists, including the Chinese, want to keep this fentanyl coming over our border because it's killing our people here. It's reducing our population. You see, the pandemic didn't do good enough. And I feel very strongly about it because, as you all know, just a few weeks ago, I was in Los Angeles and I was visiting with some cousins of mine. And one of my cousins had moved from California to Texas and then had moved out of Texas. And this cousin was coming back to California to finish packing up their belongings and shared with me that their daughter, just two years ago, who, of course, is a a cousin of mine, a distant cousin, that their daughter had supposedly been able to get herself clean. But then something happened and she died of a drug overdose. I just discovered this a few weeks ago by being with her family. What was the drug overdose? Fentanyl. So you see, folks, not only have the Pfizer jabs and the Moderna jabs killed my father-in-law, killed my mother eight days apart from each other, killed at least three of my, possibly four of my cousins, but also fentanyl now has hit our family. So now I... I'm really trying to educate myself about the fentanyl coming over the border. And we are now learning that the CIA is the one helping this happen. It's not just the non-government organizations we call the NGOs that are contributing to this invasion. What I would not even call any longer just a Trojan horse. The Trojan horse is the Catholic Church. Now you would say, Maggie... Why would you be talking about the Catholic Church being the Trojan horse? Well, folks, look at how the Catholic Church has been losing so much of their membership. Look how many people have left the Catholic Church because the Pope has decided to go along with President Biden, who says he's a Catholic, a good old Roman Catholic, or Nancy Pelosi, who says she's a good old Roman Catholic, and advocate for abortion. Abortion all the way up to the moment of birth And then maybe even killing the baby if the mother doesn't want it. She doesn't want the father to have it or any family member to have it. She doesn't want to give it up for adoption because she's afraid the baby will come knocking on her door when it's 18 or 21 years of age. And after she's gone on with her life, maybe she's not going to want anybody to know that she had a baby out of wedlock or that she had been pregnant and given up the baby for adoption. So much better to do what that one governor, former governor in Virginia did, who was a pediatrician, take the baby after consultation with the mother and put it in the back utility room of the hospital and let it die due to exposure and lack of being fed. That's murder, folks. How do these Democrats, these far Democrat liberals, and not all Democrats are this way, especially not the John F. Kennedy Democrats, if any of them are still left today, 
how can the very far left Democrats, they call themselves Democrats, but they're not Democrats, they're Marxist. How can they justify killing a baby from the second month of pregnancy all the way through the ninth month and even allowing the baby to die after a natural birth? How can they advocate for partial birth abortions? For those of you that don't know what a partial birth abortion is, especially using it with a needle, go do your research. I'm not going to get graphic on the radio like I've done before. Just go do your research. The only way you're going to believe it is if you talk to medical people that have decided to leave the abortion industry and they're telling the truth of what they've experienced. Nancy Pelosi, Joey Biden are not good Catholics. And the fact that our Pope, you know, they say there's two Popes. There's the current Pope and there's the black Pope. Now you figure out what that means. But of the two popes, the pope that's supposedly standing for the Catholic Church, who's been advocating abortion, throwing their values to four sheets to the wind. Um, This is Maggie Rose. You're listening to The Conquered Lantern. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. My opinions are not back. I want to ask you, is it opinion and is death in tax? A dollar in, a dollar out. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. 
This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Politicians and crime in the street And I'm madder than hell And I ain't gonna take it no more We tell our kids Just say no And then some panty-waist judge Let's a drug dealer go He slaps him on the wrist And he turns it back out on the town But if I had my way With people selling dope I'd take a big tall tree And a short piece of rope I'd hang them up behind Let them swing till the sun goes down Bibles away, they're living by the law of the jungle, not the law of the land. Excellent. Thank you, Julie, for that. I don't know what the name of that song is. Julie, can you tell us who the singer is and the name of that song? That is a Oh, yeah, that's a wonderful song. Thank you so much. Well, you know, folks, uh, Charlie Daniels is is a, an excellent singer. Uh, as you all know, we lost Toby uh, not too very long ago. Toby Keith, a country singer, songwriter, died at age 62 recently. Um, he was the one that wrote There Should Have Been a Cowboy. And um, we understand that he had stomach cancer that had come on suddenly and that quoting to his statement from the family, he quote, he fought with grace and courage. And I guess his cancer diagnosis was in 2022, which is very interesting because one of the things that I'm being told by many of the doctors and nurses out there that are in the same profession I was in, uh, in the medical field is that they're finding that all these people that were taking the jabs in 2020, 21 and 22 all of a sudden are coming down with these very unusual cancers, many of them very aggressive. One of our neighbors actually went and took the jab. And in January of that year, 
she had been in perfect health. This was a couple years ago. Um, she'd had a complete physical, was in perfect health. Uh, January went down with her daughter down to um, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, as one of the snowbirds. And the following month was very sick. Daughter took her in. She had stage four cancer. How do you go from being in perfect health 30, 40 days before, and then all of a sudden you got stage four cancer? Now, there's some very weird cancers that are coming up right now. And many of the doctors out there around the world are warning us that there's very strange forms of autoimmune diseases that are taking place with people who have taken these shots. Uh, We already know about the pericarditis and the myocarditis that has been caused because of many of these shots have been either killing many of our young people or permanently damaging them. Uh, Many of these immunizations that Bill Gates uh, and uh, Mr. Fauci have um, put out there in countries like Africa and the Philippines and India have caused these people to actually get diseases like polio, um, have actually caused sterility. Uh, there's people in Africa that I think if they knew that Bill Gates was in town, uh, he'd probably be strung up from the highest tree. Uh, India, back in the 90s, have declared that if Bill Gates ever steps foot in India, he will be arrested and thrown permanently in jail for treason and high crimes. All right. This is what the globalists are doing. It's part of their population depopulation agenda. For those of you that have not done your homework, who have not educated yourself, uh, Bill Gates got up and gave some TED Talks not long ago, and he was talking about the different ways for depopulation. And he used abortion and vaccines as a way of depopulation. Did you hear what I said? He said abortions and vaccines are a way towards depopulation. His target was the year 2030. He wanted 90% of the world's population gone by the year 2030. Folks, if I'm not mistaken, we're in 2024 right now. 2030 isn't that far away. But see, the globals now know that we're on to them. And one of the things that has been shared with us over time is how the CIA has been creating wars for the globalist, not just for the United States of America, Marxist communists that are running this country and who are fighting against Trump because they don't want Trump to get back in because if he gets back in this next time, he is going to completely clean the swamp. You think he wasn't cleaning the swamp when he was in the first four years? He was. But what he had to do is be in enough to be able to do his homework and figure out who was who, who he could trust, and who was betraying the American people. So basically getting his feet wet. Now he knows where all the bodies are buried. Now he knows who all the key players are. Now he knows what needs to be done to completely chop the head off the snake. And that's why they don't want him back in again. Because this time he will clean house. See, folks, he's right. They're not just attacking him. What they're really doing is coming after us. And he's the one that's been standing in their way. Now, I wanted to play a little bit of this thing from Candace Owens because she said it so clearly of what is going on. And she's right. And you can find this under YouTube. It's entitled, This is Huge. Putin exposes the CIA. Friday, everybody, and today we have a crucial show. Truly, I don't ask you guys this often, but this is one of those episodes where I don't want you to just listen to it. I want you to actually share it with other people 
because something happened yesterday that I don't know we would have ever had the opportunity to have this happen had it not been for Tucker Carlson being an independent journalist sitting down with Vladimir Putin. And the implications are severe. So I'm going to take you through the five biggest moments and what they mean. But first, I want to start with this clip from Julian Assange. One of the hopeful things that I've discovered is that nearly every war that has started in the past 50 years has been a result of media lies. The media could have stopped it. If they had searched deep enough, if they hadn't reprinted government propaganda, they could have stopped it. But what does that mean? Well, that means basically populations don't like wars and populations have to be fooled into wars. Populations don't willingly and with open eyes go into a war. So if we have a good media environment, then we'll also have a peaceful environment. How do you fool a population into war? That's what we're discussing today, coming up on Candace Owens. So many different ways that I could go in this episode. First and foremost, we should dedicate an entire series to discussing who Julian Assange is and why he is so critical. A lot of you guys were probably waking up at the same time as me, recognizing that something feels wrong in America and that we have been severely propagandized in the West, all throughout the West. And I know that so many nations are watching this all across Europe as well, which is why this conversation is so important. But I'm going to pause on Julian Assange, just give you a very quick update. You know, he is a journalist who basically controlled the hacking network that when he would release files, he would somehow get into the systems of the government and release files, files from the CIA all over the world, which would force them to have to tell the truth about things that they were lying about. So you can imagine why the CIA quite literally tried to kill him, right? Tried to kill Julian Assange, and they are now trying to virtually imprison him for the rest of his life. He's a very significant character, but that is not what I want to discuss at length today. Instead, I want to talk about this interview uh, between Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin and to really understand why it was that they were freaking out. When I say they, I'm talking about the mainstream media pundits were freaking out. They didn't even know what Putin was going to say, but they knew that the conversation was not allowed to be had, which is weird, obviously, because if their narrative that Putin is a crazy, insane, ailing, dying dictator uh, is accurate, then wouldn't you want more cameras on him? Wouldn't you want to say, look, we told you he's crazy and we have to go to war. So I want to back this up because the question I asked you is, how do you fool a population into war? Well, in 1949, English writer George Orwell published a novel, you may have heard of it, entitled 1984. And he describes really a totalitarian nightmare society where there is mass surveillance, a repressive totalitarian regime, constant propaganda, the thought police, right, telling you whether something is true or something is false, a ministry of truth that gets to establish whether or not what you are saying is true or false. This is why when you see people talking about an Orwellian nightmare online, when they're saying, oh, my God, I wrote something about a vaccine. And then suddenly a fact checker came in. People go, oh, that's that is the ministry of truth. And in the West, unbeknownst to most of us, because we've been brainwashed, we have been living inside of an Orwellian nightmare. This is a direct quotation, by the way, from 1984 regarding how one aspect of this alleged society uh, would be this dystopian society, rather, would be that there could be no concept of history. You're not allowed to learn history 
in a society like this. And this is the quotation. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Yes, thinking about American society, thinking about people pulling down statues, rewriting history, telling us everybody was a racist, a sexist, a misogynist. This is why these books can no longer exist. We are living in a permanent present, which is why Americans know nothing about history. That is the biggest takeaway, the first takeaway, I would say, rather, from this sit-down interview is just how ignorant Americans are about not even history a long time ago, but history even a couple of years ago. And it's intentional, by the way. Look at these recent statistics coming out of Washington, D.C. What these statistics reveal is that in the Washington, D.C. area, by the way, this is supposed to be the wealthiest area surrounding Washington, D.C., just 19% of students are proficient in math and just 31% are proficient in English. That is an utter insanity, but it is intentional. This is why the federal government wanted to install the Department of Education because it was meant to be a department of propaganda, a, a department that is going to convince children of a permanent present, care about this present issue, don't actually even know how to speak your own language or be able to calculate anything into the future, but we're going to convince you that this is an education anyway. It's an abject failure. So when Putin sat down with Tucker, the first hour really was just him focused in describing the history of the Russian Empire. I mean, he started in 8th century. It was stunning. Take a listen. The Russian state started gathering itself as a centralized statehood. And it is considered to be the year of the establishment of the Russian state in 862. In 1862, Russia celebrated the 1,000th anniversary of its statehood. The next very significant date in the history of Russia was 988. This was the baptism of Russia. Back in the Middle Ages, Prince Yaroslav the Wise introduced the order of succession to a throne. So yes, that was quite stunning and people were going, I couldn't pay attention to him going through that because in America, they want you to be ADHD. They don't even want you to be able to focus on hearing anything long form. In America, as I said, we are definitely not allowed to learn history, not our history, least of all the history of the Russian Empire. In fact, you don't even likely know what happened in 2014. That was something that became apparent to me as I was trying to discuss Ukraine as a region, talking about what their relationship was to Russia, and I was attacked by the media. So let me tell you what happened in 2014. Ukraine at that time had a pro-Russian, democratically elected President Viktor Yanukovych. The U.S. then openly supported a coup against him, and they did this by by supporting, you're not going to believe this, far-right neo-Nazis. Remember the Azov Battalion that you may have seen the media trying to get you not to pay attention to? Yes, throughout this interview, Putin keeps talking about trying to denazify Ukraine. He's not being dramatic. There are neo-Nazis in Ukraine, and yes, they are wearing emblems of swastikas and things of that nature to recruit people, talking about the supremacy of the Aryan race. And before 2021, 
our media told us how bad this neo-Nazi problem was in Ukraine. Take a listen to this Time correspondent who traveled to Ukraine in the summer of 2019 to investigate their white supremacy problem. Over the last few years, experts in violent extremism have grown especially alarmed about the Azov movement. The group emerged from the revolution that swept across Ukraine in 2014, uh, and it has gotten a lot stronger amid the ongoing war with pro-Russian forces in eastern Ukraine. The official symbol of Azov, it's a version of Volksangel. It was one of the symbols of one of uh, SS division during the World War II. It is one of uh, more or less usual symbols for neo-Nazi groups all over the world. What worries officials in the West is Azov's recruitment strategy. It's tried hard to build friendships with far-right groups around the world, especially in the U.S. and Europe. During my visit in 2019, I spent a day at one of the biggest recruitment events in Azov's history. Thousands of people showed up for a day of fighting sports and blatant propaganda. There were neo-Nazi symbols, tattoos, and posters all over the place. So just to recap, despite all of this information that we knew about this far-right group, despite the fact that we knew that they were Nazis, your media decided to abandon that narrative because, well, we had staged a coup by locking arms with these neo-Nazis. And so when 2021 happened and... Putin started saying this Nazi problem, why is the West funding it? We just went ahead and did an about face. Incredulously, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, allegedly, right? Oh, get its roots because they're constantly calling people anti-Semitic, right? They constantly talk about the Holocaust. They got behind the Azov Battalion. They said, we don't consider them a far-right group anymore. People that are wearing Nazi symbols, we don't consider them a far-right group anymore. We consider them freedom fighters. Oh, my God. What does that tell you about the ADL? And they are a part of a propagandist arm, that they work for the state, and at their core, they are Marxists. They don't believe any of the things that they say. They just want to censor speech and control speech. These are all fraudulent groups. So, yes, going back to this narrative so that you understand, we then installed a puppet regime, Poroshenko, on Russia's borders. And what happened was it prompted a civil war in Ukraine. Now, pay attention to the fact that this happened back in 2014. Why is that significant? Because I think that we would have gone to war in Ukraine much earlier had it not been for a certain Donald J. Trump, who was unexpected by the state. They didn't they typically are picking our presidents. They did not expect Donald Trump and the regime flipped out because it was an interruption into perfectly laid plans that they had begun in 2014. Now, folks, I'm going to leave it right at that. And we will have some more of that next Monday here on the Concord Lantern which originally started off almost 30 years ago as the Concord Hour, then became the Concord Show. It is now the Concord Lantern, named after the Battle of Concord and Lexington during the Revolutionary War, when the British Redcoats were trying to come for our guns, for our muskets, uh, where we were would not have been able to defend ourselves against them or other tyrannical governments, let alone protecting ourselves in those days against indigenous tribes that were warring against settlers that were coming and stealing their land, uh, killing their buffalo, and all the else that was going on. Uh, the, so those firearms, those muskets, were not just used for hunting um, meat to put up for the winter, but it was also to protect us from a tyrannical government, which we now have within our borders. See, Donald Trump sees what's going on with this invasion right now. He sees that 
Joey Biden and the Catholic Church are bringing people over the border, not because the Catholic Church has lost a lot of its parishioners because, as we said earlier in the program, because of the abortion issues, um, also because of the sexual molestation, especially of young men that were working for the priest as choir boys or working, you know, uh, for the priest when it came time to preparing for the masses. And all the lawsuits have gone on. The millions of dollars the Catholic churches had to pay out to the point where they even had to close some of their Catholic elementary schools, their Catholic high schools. It's not just because they think these are a bunch of Roman Catholics coming over the border and they're helping these people. All of them are not escaping tyranny, folks. Most of them are young military-aged men. We have the International Red Cross helping to bring illegals into this country. We have other NGOs, non-government agency organizations doing this. We have the Catholic Church doing this. We have the cartels that are bringing fentanyl in from China. They're doing deals with the Red Chinese to bring fentanyl into our country because they can take us down with the drug abuse that is growing even worse across this nation. Our government's not trying to fight any war on drugs. They want this to happen. It continues to keep the wheels going of keeping law enforcement and the judicial system in business. They don't care how many people die of fentanyl like my cousin's daughter did. They don't care about the child trafficking children that are brought over the border. And these cartels are charging each person anywhere from 500 to tens of thousands of dollars per family to get them over the border. And if they drown on the way crossing the Rio Grande, if they die in the desert, Many of these coyotes are leaving them out in the desert with no water, no way to be able to go and get shade, and their bodies are being found rotting out in these desert regions. And people, many of our people who are guarding the border right now or trying to help the Border Patrol, who the Border Patrol are being basically tied with their hands behind their back, or they're being forced to babysit the few children that are coming in at that end of the gate, when actually all the illegals are coming in. And one man showed us a video that where they are now coming in and in a certain portion of California or a certain portion of Arizona. Um, okay, we're going to have a gate right here. We're going to have gate guards with, you know, M16s or AK-47s or whatever guarding. But if you drive not even a half mile uh, down the road alongside this huge fence, you see where they have two gates wide open. You might as well just walk through. So why half a mile away do they have telling everybody you have to go through this gate here with these guards and you've got to be processed and all that when at the other end, not even half a mile down the road, there's two gates wide open and anybody can just walk right through, hit the road and keep on going. The whole thing has become nothing but a joke. The United States of America is a laughing joke. As someone said the other day in an interview, people around the world are laughing at America because of this president we have. Now, many ways we now know that many of the presidents of the United States have been basically pulled off to one side when they take their oath of office and they're told by the globalist and they're told by the CIA, by the way, you're just a puppet president. And there's a certain degree where Trump was like, oh, wow, you know, I he was totally naive as to the fact that it's the CIA creating wars on every continent. The CIA is making money by creating wars and by bringing drugs in. Why do you think Lyndon B. Johnson had John F. Kennedy assassinated? Do you not know that John F. Kennedy was assassinated partially because Lyndon B. Johnson 
was working with people to make sure that happened. And what about his wife, Lady Bird? She had financial interests in Southeast Asia, especially in Vietnam. That's why they wanted that war to continue in Vietnam, because she was making money off of the opium fields. And many of the drugs were being put in the body bags of our soldiers that had died in Vietnam. And when the soldiers are flown out and taken to another Southeast country before they're brought home to be buried by their family members here, that many times drugs were being packaged in the body bags with our soldiers. I knew this because I was in the military at the time and I had soldiers reporting to me that many of them were coming home and becoming alcoholics and committing suicide because they were so torn up by what they saw or what they were forced to participate in, including they had to keep their mouths shut if they didn't want friendly fire upon themselves, if they didn't want fratricide upon themselves by higher ranking people that were on the take financially agreeing to let the CIA put some of these drugs that came out of the poppy fields into the body bags with our soldiers to smuggle them out of Southeast Asia. And they could be taken first to Thailand where the drugs would be removed from the body bags and then processed. The same drugs that they were allowing into this country in the 60s and 70s to dumb down our American young people. Folks, the CIA is a corrupt organization. The CIA was the one that was actually helping steal the election in 2020. When Sidney Powell sent in the Kraken from Italy, our military from Italy and Germany, and they found that underground CIA bunker, what did they find? They found the CIA director, the female, who the CIA director is never supposed to leave the continental U.S. She was there in that underground bunker in Germany, and she was shredding papers as quickly as she could, which is the evidence that they were taking our votes for Trump, sending them up into the, you know, the Wi-Fi, into the Internet or the cloud, whatever, down into Italy. And the Italian government was in on this and Germany changing the votes over to Biden's name and sending them back up to the Internet, through the Wi-Fi, through the cloud and back into the U.S. where they were counted for Biden. And she got caught and there was a firefighter that broke out and the firefight that broke out killed some of our special forces people. And then later on, we were told a lie that they had crashed in a helicopter accident somewhere, you know, overseas. But they had actually died. In that bunker, that CIA bunker, where the CIA director was, who she was. We'll be right back, folks. This is Maggie Rose. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. 
because you can handle the truth.